Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. Uh, I'm Josh. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And I'm Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta be honest. Opening. I had that bit planned um, since I got home. <laughs> so. I now have this seltzer. <laughs> that uh, I have very much needed. Um, <laughs> I could not do that bit because I'm drinking a Target Wine Cube TM. <laughs> I already have an opened bottle of <laughs> um, hard cider, but I did have to. I did need that. It, it, yeah, it's about the bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm nothing if not committed to the bit. <sighs> this... I was trying so hard to give this show, like, the benefit of the doubt. And, like, really, like, no, I didn't have bad taste as a 14-year-old, which is just objectively false for every living being. Exactly. But, like, (laughs) this took so much from me. Um, Just constantly, constantly. (laughs) I totally forgot the whole middle portion of this second half of this this first season is just too much shit is happening we have like six arcs in this first season and And they're like disconnected arcs like they don't yeah um i really it it worked really well How, how let me say this this is a really really good shonen anime to watch if you are a 14 year old girl Because I do not care about plot. Um, I just am introduced to characters constantly. And the show revels in the idea of shipping. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is a lot of fan service. But again, you are a 14-year-old girl first (laughs) being introduced to the shounen genre. You've kind of been told to expect this. Yeah. And I... Um, was also like really trying to give <laughs> fairy tale the benefit of the doubt because I have forced you to watch so much Naruto. Yeah, I was really, I was so excited for this. I'm like, I'm gonna get you back. We're gonna watch so much fairy tale. Um, I can't after this. And like, no, and the thing is, like, <laughs> there is a lot of like ridiculousness of Naruto but it is like at its heart like actually a decent story like yeah and it's a good show and I'm sorry fairy tale but like you're not there is so much legwork that the fact that they are all 12 in the original series does to really propel this (laughs) to being like we're not gonna get bogged down with that like, yes, we have Tsunade tits. That does not really become a factor until much later. Yeah, Jiraiya is there. But also he's interacting with 12-year-olds. <laughs> so. Exactly. Balance. Uh, um, also, just the fact of, like, just in terms of, like, so many arcs thing, it's like the early Naruto seasons had several arcs as well, but they mm-hmm. were at least, like, connected arcs. They were 
following each other very yes. directly. One arc was progressed through the um, ending of the previous arc. There and is... Fairy Tale is just like, <laughs> wasn't that fucked up? Let's go here now. <laughs> anyway, something else fucked up. Like, the, the progression <laughs> from Jose and all of his business <laughs> to, like, um, we are going to sacrifice Urza to house a demon. Mm-hmm. Like, one was like, um, we are going to prove we are the strongest guild. Immediately followed by, well, I am going to make Satan real. And then followed by, mm-hmm. um, I'm insane and I want to <laughs> magic eugenics the guild that I'm a part of. Um, yeah, followed by <laughs> just like Loki. <laughs> oh, I forgot uh, about like the mini Loki arc. <laughs> Loki. Um, that's earlier on as well yeah. as Gajiel, mm-hmm. his introduction, um, which we'll talk about Gajiel in a minute. We um, will, um, because there's some dark <laughs> admittance. We'll I have, have to, to discuss <laughs> like major introduced characters. I will say, and I am saying this in a way that is still distinctly like I just genuinely cannot watch any more fairy tale. I don't think. <laughs> But I will say the final arc of season yes. one was definitely the best arc yeah. of season one. I was um, literally like, just wait, just wait, just wait. And it's like six episodes. <laughs> and it's exactly. It's like six episodes, but they are six well done episodes. Loxus is definitely the best villain we got in this whole season. Dude, and he's. I'm, I'm just like. This has never been a spoiler-free podcast. I mention this every no. time I'm about to drop some like major spoilers for a franchise. Mm-hmm. But like, I like I tried to at least keep it to a minimum when we were like potentially going to be watching more. I'm just going to say shit now. Yeah. Um, I believe it's probably not the next next arc because if I'm correct, the next arc is the parallel universe, which is another thing that we can get into. <laughs> um. <laughs> But then after that, it immediately jumps into Lox's redemption. And I genuinely don't feel that he deserves it. <laughs> like, he was very good as a villain. It was so effective. Way more effective than fucking Jalal, who was resurrecting the embodiment of evil. <laughs> no, exactly. And I do... I understand why they would choose to like have yeah. the Loxus redemption arc partly because his villain motives are extremely flimsy <laughs> well flimsy and also just like extremely lend themselves well to being like redeemed yeah um and the whole the but then master's also... grandson bullshit <laughs> well and then also as we mentioned earlier this is very much a shonen anime targeted towards shipping and fan service for teen girls. Yeah. And Lox is a little bit sexy. No. (laughs) (laughs) I know this for a fact because he's the one I've seen the most of. Oh, really? From fandom people outside of, like, Natsu. Interesting. He is, like, by far the most popular. Do you think it would be fun 
if um, every time we mention a new character, you guess who their like pop like some of their popular ships are. Maybe, yeah. I don't know that I know the characters well enough to be able to do that. Um, I don't know. It, like, it could be because I watched like a hundred plus episodes of this. Um, but like, I like with um a lot of them, I thought it was very clear. Um, and like my knowledge of it is incredibly biased in that I was yeah. extremely um two two factors about fourteen year old me. Um, extremely closeted. Um, <laughs> off the bat. Um, <laughs> Again, applies to every fourteen-year-old on the planet. Uh, and second <laughs> of all, I would. I'm still like I prefer this, but I'm not going to be a stickler for it. But like I was incredibly like a stickler for canon. So anything that had like nominal canon backing, I was more inclined to except within my okay so um all this to say is the one that i saw the most of um as a 14 year old girl (laughs) who was very into canon with canon backing and there's there's not a lot there's a lot (laughs) less substance to this one than like the other one (laughs) um but the main one that i saw for loxus was was mira (laughs) which is insane (laughs) yeah like it I makes no sense. I don't understand. Literally, my guess would have been, and just because from what I have seen, they're the only others that he interacted with besides mm-hmm. Natsu, who I know has his all yeah. own ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have. My guess would have been that it would have either been Urza or Gajiel, just uh, because fully no. they're like the only ones he actually talked to besides Natsu. No, um, believe it or not. Um, it's Freed. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So he's the green-haired one, um, from the Thunder Legion, with the sword. He had all those. Oh, berries. you know, I can see that. As yeah, well. um, that makes the most sense for me. <laughs> Freed. Was... I mean, it does make sense because they are literally like friends. Yeah, and Freed was very up his ass the whole time, but. We are starting at the very last arc. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's bring in Gajiel and um Yeah, let's Juvia. backtrack a bit. Because this was um this essentially this arc essentially fully happened within the last season and we just last half of the season we just didn't talk about it <laughs> that much. Yeah. Um but that's fine. Like it concludes now, so it's I think it's appropriate to talk about the whole now. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, like, we haven't concluded this. Uh, we don't know. No, exactly. So, the arc that we are referring to here that started at the end of the last half that we covered, we just didn't talk about it then really, is the Jose arc. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, like, an actual name for it. There's it's like, like, the like what I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> it's, like, literally, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, I know, it's I I mostly refer to arcs by the villain yeah. in shonen anime. I think that's just because I mainly watched Naruto. There's like um, some that are like really defined art, like the Tower of what is it called? The Tower of Heaven for this one. 
Um, and then there's the grand magic games, like, later on, where they have that huge... There's a huge, like, magic t- <laughs> tournament later. Um, <laughs> I think it's genuinely Naturally. one of the best arcs for Fairy Tale. <laughs> Which is just, like, a bunch of kids I are going to get that. the Coliseum and they're going to shoot some sparkles at each other. Um, but, it, yes, it's this a perfect arc... arc for Kana, but we're never going to get to that. So. <laughs> this one is, um... like, Phantom something. Because the other guild is... The Phantom, Phantom Lord. Guild. Yeah. Yeah, so the this arc is essentially just them competing with this rival guild. Um it's like, like actively fighting them, but in a very like juvenile way, in my yes. opinion. So um, this is like something that I like noticed for the first time about Fairy Tale. I mean I guess maybe not the first time I did drop it for like pretty similar reasons, um, which I'm sure I've already stated what those are in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just, it's so, so bad at conveying anything. And I can look past that in a shonen if the fight scenes are good. And I, it must have just been like this was like, I think it's the first shonen I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I really had no frame of reference, but it's like the pacing is god awful in the fights. You like decent one? Yeah, like, but for the like, most part, not great. No, like we will just constantly pause the fighting to have fucking the peanut gallery's commentary and it's like shut up (laughs) yeah which like to an extent is a trademark of the genre but like Mm -hmm. fairy tale really takes it to a ridiculous extreme just unnecessary um especially like i'm so hung up on the gajul natsu fight and then the gray juvia fight Mm-hmm. especially has significant issues but that's its own <laughs> specific <laughs> problem um it's just like i was sitting there i fully skipped like the whole fight because i could not stand that they were just like all right they punch each other twice not to get put like he is prone and then we're gonna have happy and lucy talk for like two minutes no exactly like, just kill him. Just kill him if you're gonna do anything. Kill and it's Natsu. almost End always it. Happy and Lucy commenting in these fights, and Happy and Lucy are absolutely the least qualified to comment on anything that's happening. <laughs> exactly. So I'd like... It's, it's so... At best, like, inconvenient, mm-hmm. and at worst, fully annoying. Mm-hmm. Like... But... It- so we have this first arc where they are fighting against the Phantom Lord Guild. Um, this, the two main new characters that are introduced here are Juvia and Gajiel. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how so are we? Let's, do, let's who do you want to with... talk about first? Let's start with Juvia because she's not a dragon slayer. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Juvia is... 
one of the elemental four. Yes, um, she is a water mage. I love Juvia. She used to really annoy me um, <laughs> as a teen. But it's like, I've come to really just... This, this last, like, 24 episodes, I was like, you know what? Why did I hate Juvia? Like, yeah, the gray shit disservice to her character and it will continue to be a disservice to her character um because this is first and foremost a shipping anime (laughs) in case we have not stressed this enough um hey before we get further into juvia do you want to guess who her her top ship is it was extremely obvious (laughs) that it's supposed to be gray yeah um outside of that i'm not really sure who it would be literally just gray um i'm sure that's kind of what i thought just primarily because i really cannot recall a significant interaction she had with like anybody else i think i might have seen um some like juvia gagiel i'm not sure how i feel about that (laughs) quite honestly and well and it also just feels fully it's just like they were just on the same like guild like Mm -hmm. But like pre fairy tale guild, they are both fairy tale members by the end mm-hmm. of this arc. Yeah. Um. But I really like Juvia conceptually. I am always a fan of like water powers. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also just really love Juvia's character design. Yeah. Like every single outfit she has is so good. Yeah. <laughs> consistent characterization for her is bitch knows how to dress yeah and the bob after she joins the guild very good love it but (laughs) (laughs) this little like russian lolita doll that she's got going on um in her introduction is supreme it's an an incredible look (laughs) she is so i love I also really love that she like she never feels out of character, but her outfits as they change do seem to like reflect her personality at the time. Like she looked like stoic and closed off when we first saw her. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, iconic first look, iconic first lines, and then we immediately plummet. <laughs> Pretty much, um, there was a brief good moment in the final arc where. It was, like, proving that she is actually, like, part of the fairy tale guild now by, like, sacrificing herself. Yeah. Um, See, Juvia's character um, really, really shines when she interacts with other women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally put her next to any male character, and it's god-awful. It, like, again, Mashima just... <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's not. Is that... No, it is Mashima. Oh my god, there's so many mangaka that I curse routinely that I get them mixed up. Yeah, Uh, like most of them, quite frankly. Like, there is a joke that the women in Naruto are just so (laughs) subpar, but like... Look at this. (laughs) No, because the thing is, in Naruto... It's not that they're, like, not powerful and stuff. It's just that, like, 
he can't be bothered to write them. Mm-hmm. And in fairy tale, he is writing the, them, and he just hates them. The mo- it is the <laughs> most apparent that they are powerful, and they will be shown being powerful. But that is always overshadowed by them having emotions for men. Yeah, and like always, extremely gross fan servicey stuff. Yeah, um, they will be naked. Like yeah, and then don't even not get me fully, started but too close for comfort. Part. Considering most of them are under like age, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, we've confirmed that the main cast is seventeen. Anybody kind of remotely close to them is like eighteen. Not great. Yeah, bad. <laughs> uh, Just bad. Thunder Legion is early 20s. And you can tell. <laughs> you can tell in almost every single one of them. <laughs> Freed might be pushing um, li- mid-20s. <laughs> but <laughs> point still stands. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's just like we don't get any shots of like Evergreen being like fan servicey sexy. It's always like devaluing her as a person being sexy, you know? Exactly. And Mira, that's a whole other issue, but hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying to think of like any other like reasonable fan servicey age female character. And like, I know Mira is like, 18, 19. Like, she's around the same age as Urza. And Kana is 18. And, <laughs> and then there's that gaggle of, like, middle school girls that I don't know the names of that we saw briefly. <laughs> no, but there's, like, none Mm-mm. reasonably aged. No. I'm, like, drawing a blank. <laughs> Juvia might be, like, maybe 20 max. <laughs> According to, like, the wiki, she is 17. She's 17? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The shit that they do to her is just... (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just awful. Um, (laughs) She's one of the four elementals for this guild. They're very strong, element-based fighters um her and the wind guy are the only ones that really <laughs> put up a fight <laughs> one of and them is then... taken out by elfman who is like s- due to trauma i'm not invalidating that like s- re- like unable and unwilling to use his powers to any extent <laughs> so exactly um, her fight is kind of uneventful. She's defeated because she is girl, and she finds Gray attractive for whatever reason. He's <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. As a teen girl, I was not into any of them, <laughs> but like, it's just interacting with Gray. At least Natsu has like the naivety to like go go for him like he's not doing anything on purpose Mm -hmm. 
And Gray is just fully aware of it constantly. And then he's like also misogynistic. He's like, listen, doesn't matter if you're a chick, I will kick your ass. Like, um, what do you mean, doesn't matter if you're a chick? You are in the guild with Urza. <laughs> Should you not respect women as fighters at this point? Exactly. Like, you were trained by a woman. Great. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a little... Simply put, like, I understand, like... Motives and narrative foils and stuff, like, in the final mm-hmm. arc, why Urza was like, okay, not to, you can... Like, yeah. yeah. But like Urza simply would have killed him in an episode. In an instant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like But the Juvia is part of the Elemental Four. Um all of them are fairly easily defeated. The other big character we get in this arc is Gajiel, mm-hmm. who is another one of the dragon slayers like Natsu, um, but he was raised by the Iron Dragon. Yeah, I believe his name. Um, and, like, it didn't really stick out to me when I first... Like, I'm sure, like, I made the connection. But after JoJo, where every character is a copyright violation, the name Metallic- Metallicana for the dragon, I was like, whoa! Hold on! <laughs> Somebody's getting sued! Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that was an... I- I honestly had just assumed it was fully just metal and arcana. Yeah. Which but is still like you know how terrible eighties bands are. <laughs> but like uh Gajiel and his dad Metallica. Yeah. Um <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> He's the Iron Dragon. Um it was just wild because I remember, like, it, he, he, it's just an issue with the pacing of the fights and how they write the whole show. But, like, <laughs> it's just, like, I remember him being, like, so cool. He is strong. He's a bad boy. And it's literally just, like, this dude kind of doesn't do fuck all. <laughs> uh, no, he just... He met, this he is a... I don't know how old Godzilla's supposed to be. Um, and you won't because he is one of the ones that does not have any confirmed age. No, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. He looks older than the main group, which mm-hmm. makes his rivalry with Natsu so- extremely funny. I believe he's like maybe like 19. Um. Well, and that's, I also wasn't sure because they genuinely between his introduction in this arc and then when he is fighting alongside mm-hmm. Natsu against Luxus, they like de-aged him. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, I believe... again, because this is a shipping and fan service show. Exactly. I like, believe he I was definitely intended... know why they did it, but they absolutely, like, he fully looks like five years younger when he comes yeah. back. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, yeah. he is fully a foot shorter when he comes back. <laughs> it's insane. It is so it's funny. It's so like, funny. His introduction is like he's not a character, he is an obstacle for Natsu. Um and also like he's a greater implication for the outside world plot-wise. There are more <laughs> dragon slayers. 
Sure. I mean, I don't think that we should have ever expected there weren't. <laughs> but um, um, maybe not this early. <laughs> and he shaved show. his eyebrows off and then got yeah. piercing eyebrows. Yeah. And um, I do you want... <laughs> literally hate to see it. There's so much about his design that just sucks ass. <laughs> like the the whole it, thing. Like the whole of it. Yeah, um, all of it. Do you want to guess his big ship? I genuinely couldn't begin to. I don't know if you're going to remember this character, and it's going to be such a blow to me. Um, because this is <laughs> the one I focused on for my entire consumption of the show. Um, but his big ship is with Levy. And I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay, so you okay? <laughs> yeah. I very vaguely remember Levy. <laughs> yeah, she's the very short one with the blue hair, um, and she's got the script magic. She, um, I will. She gets a lot more screen time, a lot more development later on. Um, she's actually there's a later season where they're all competing to become S rank or S class wizards. Mm-hmm. Um. And she is the first pick by Makarov. Well, not the first. I, but, like, she is handpicked by Makarov to do the, this test because <laughs> he believes she is as powerful. Um, so, like, <laughs> they don't... That's another issue. Like, it's just they don't utilize her well. And, like, she is very powerful. And there are, like, different ways you could utilize being S-rank. Like, obviously, her magic is not as offensive as others. But, like... In a shonen, that means it's useless. <laughs> so that was their big. Yeah. They have like um, in that arc when you're going through your S class trial, you get to pick another person to come along and help you, and she picks Gajil, and that's where it starts. And then he starts writing blues songs for her. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because he gets really into. <laughs> It's really into blues for some reason. <laughs> um, that's just... something of you know, gosh, you <laughs> that character who's really into blues, and he like he does like <laughs> it's fully every song is just scatting as well. <laughs> he just sits down with a guitar, he's like shabba dee dabba doo. <laughs> Well, if he's, like, 19 or whatever, then that tracks. Like, he's just in college. It's so funny. Like, we are introduced. He is menacing. Natsu might die. (laughs) Natsu might fucking die. And then, um, like, a season later, he's like, I've got a white suit. And I'm gonna start scatting. (laughs) (laughs) He does fuck no, all. <laughs> and it's very funny because like it's so funny. he's introduced in this first arc and he and Natsu have this huge fight and this mm-hmm. whole like, oh, I didn't know there were other dragon slayers, like blah blah because Natsu's stupid. Yeah. Um and then he comes back and helps Natsu fight Loxus. Mm-hmm. Um because and I quote, if anybody's gonna kill that kid, it's gonna be me. <laughs> Love it. We've got um, goals. <laughs> and he There's just... also <laughs> so much about Gajil that really like sets the stage for how additional dragon slayers are gonna be depicted. <laughs> because 
I mentioned it in the last episode. Um, you will notice mm-hmm. uh, Gajiel is cat-free. Gajiel uh, is yeah, also... I also noticed because there's a... Uh-huh. On the wiki page for Gajiel, there is a picture of him crying that says Gajiel distraught at not having a cat. Yes. Um, <laughs> Gajiel <laughs> is also notably not motion sick while in a moving <laughs> castle. Um, they decide that they're going to move motion sickness from a Natsu trait to a Dragon Slayer trait. I do not know why. Like, whatever. Because Sometimes. It's funny. Sometimes it doesn't need an explanation. It is essentially a comedy anime before it's a shonen. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> Gashiel does become very sad that he does not have a cat. So he gets a cat. Um, and then immediately, I haven't, I haven't, I've only met one other like actual dragon slayer. Okay. In this, in my run of the show, I believe there's more. There should be, quite honestly. Well, <laughs> um, well you've met two more because Loxus technically is one too. And here's the thing that I'm going to get into once we get into that, but he's not actually. <laughs> um, in a later arc, there's a lot of that one that I like everything that I've said that's like a spoiler is a pin that we will get to in the Loxus shit. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but then there's the Wind Dragon Slayer Wendy who comes already with a cat. And then that's Happy's girlfriend. Uh, and Wendy is eight. So, and she's also motion sick. So, like, gosh. Losing my mind in. at the fact that they didn't bother to give the wind one a name that wasn't Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, literally did not try. Nothing. Nothing about this show is good. <laughs> or, like, well thought out. So, it, like, that's really, like, glaring about the writing of this show is, like, Gajil was a character. He was like a unique, independent character divorced from Natsu and Natsu's character traits. And then they decided that they were going to kind of amalgamize the experiences of all dragon slayers for some fucking reason. You know how it is. And cheapen like Natsu essentially birthing and raising this cat. I can actually guarantee that 100% the reason for this is because it was around the same time as Naruto and they had the Jinchuriki. Yeah. Absolutely. So they were like, well, we have to have that. (laughs) Yeah. So now all the dragon slayers are the same. Which is just... (laughs) Literally not. Like, the same thing. Um... No. (laughs) In any sense. Um... (laughs) Because it's essentially (laughs) just like the relation that I would make to that is like they've all kind of got their own like blood like clan jutsu you know like with their magic no um, and like like I'm saying that's why they did it but I'm yeah. not saying it makes sense because exactly. it is like because <laughs> in Naruto the Jinchuriki are all pretty distinct like they have similar yeah. experiences on account of being possessed yeah. but like <laughs> that come like the the experience of having um, a cat mascot is not related to them being raised by a dragon. <laughs> for some reason. Especially not for Gajiel. He gets it at uh, 19. Uh, other than Gajiel, all of the uh, dragons that they were raised by hoarded cats. Cat eggs, yeah. Um, 
No, but it's just <laughs> nothing really happens. We get like it's a two ep- like two to three episode like wrap up of the previous arc. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> and then we've got like like a little bit of filler where they're rebuilding the guild after it's we've destroyed. Got rebuilding the guild, then we have a couple episodes where Lucy is allowed mm-hmm. to be a person but at the expense of extreme fan service for no reason other than fan service. Yeah. Um hate to see it. I love to, to admit... see like I really enjoy I actually really enjoyed her whole like realizing she couldn't be part of her like birth family and like that fairy tale mm-hmm. is her family and like I really like that. Yeah. Um wish it didn't come at the cost of her going all the way home to tell her dad that and just like take off her dress in the middle of this confrontation with her dad just to prove because a point. Freedom yeah. question mark. Because <laughs> he bought the dress, I guess, but like yeah. <laughs> I would have simply taken the dress and sold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since she's so trapped like strapped for rent money. <laughs> like, um, so, like, like we, I know it was for fan service reasons, yeah. but I'm like, literally ruined what was almost a really, really good Lucy yeah. arc. Um, there's like a lot of really good like potentials with Lucy in relation to her family, like. They do handle her relationship with her dad, I think, very well, given what this show is. <laughs> like, it does a really good job of depicting, like, the neglect and the alienation she feels and why she would make the decision to abandon her family name and <laughs> live so, like, a life so far removed from it. Yeah. But the, the catharsis isn't really there. <laughs> It, it again. It was just ruined by like mm-hmm. <laughs> the gross fan service. Um. It also. It's like we weren't going to get a satisfying arc for Lucy just in general because, like, as no. much as they pretend she's the main character, she isn't. No, exactly. Like, it is not to. This um, is like. Fully, like, <laughs> every conversation I've ever had about fairy tale from the moment I began watching it is, like, we're introduced to this narrative with the expectation that Lucy is the main character, and then she's immediately overshadowed by Natsu, who kind of just coasts along with the fact that he is gifted with extreme, like, pa- extremely <laughs> powerful magic. <laughs> no, exactly, and it's just, like, it would be a better story if we did focus more on Lucy and her journey, but it is yeah, just like Lucy's we won't. journey through uh, or N- Lucy's journey um, viewing Natsu's journey, you know? Like, yeah, and it own. would also be more just better, like like, again, there are moments where Lucy is almost a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. And then they have to rip it away constantly to be like, and she does have boobs. And she does have boobs and her magic kind of sucks. And it's like, 
It doesn't have to, though. Um, and no, like... and that's... <laughs> her magic kind of sucks, but doesn't have to. Is a good way to briefly segue into Loki. Loki, yeah. Um, so he was like a minor um, guild member when we started. He was yeah. inconsequential. I didn't want to bring him up for fear of ruining anything, because I really do think the Loki stuff is as well handled as anything could be <laughs> in no, this show. Exa- I, I, I kind of want to talk about it just because it's just very interesting and brings up mm-hmm. a lot of like fascinating world building. Yeah. Because it's Loki... It's constantly doing such amazing world building that it forgets immediately to show tit. It's... <laughs> so Loki is as you said, a minor guild member, um, he is somewhat in love with Lucy because as most <laughs> they all have to be, are. of course. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. I'm not like gonna get into all the details of this mini arc, but essentially, what happens mm-hmm. is that he is like dying, and then he's able to like mantle the Leo Zodiac sign. No, actually. No? Um, no. So he has always been Leo. Okay, they did not explain that well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that, um, he has always been Leo. And um, he was in a contract with the spirit who would constantly, or a wizard who would constantly meet, mistreat. Her celestial spirits. Um, I forget like the specifics of it, but I believe it was Ares, who we haven't met yet, but is a um, essentially sh- Ram version of Naruto's sexy jutsu. Of course, uh, why wouldn't and it she's, be? Yeah, like it's I, th- it, so fucking aggravating because it's Ares too. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's incredibly meek. Um, and everything so she never stands up for herself and she's the like biggest punching bag for this um mage that they're contracted to the one before lucy yeah so loki decides um next time she brings him out he is just going to never go back um so that she can no longer call like gotcha call on any other celestial spirits um and and that means she can no longer use any magic because he is completely fucked off. He mm. has been living as a human for however long. Um, right. So she, like, he essentially kills her because she he drains her magic so much that she can no longer sustain herself. Fair enough, though. Like, yeah. So um, that's how that happens. <laughs> but he is then re-Leoed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She finally gives up. Um, I believe, if I'm correct, she releases all of her celestial spirits from their contracts. So he goes back, and then he yeah, because there's the whole able... thing with like the celestial spirit king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> it but just doesn't matter. Uh, no, and it really <laughs> doesn't. But it almost was really. Good. It's another one of the mm-hmm. where it was like. So close to being really good. Yeah. Impactful in any sense. Um, <laughs> but I do 
like somewhat like I did somewhat enjoy Loki, um, which makes it almost like it was really good to see him again, like at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, when he helped, um, Lucy fight the dude with the eyes. I don't remember his name. Bixlow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another me- member of my fucked up adult man menagerie. Yeah, Bixlow. Um, <laughs> it was good to see him again. Um, but it's also like, okay. <laughs> see, again, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah, it's just fully mishandled. Um, like it was also really like impactful, but then like, and then now he's not a character because he's a celestial spirit. He's just Leo, which is also like, this is a shonen anime centered around magic, and you are going to relegate Loki to just mm-hmm. being a constellation. Well, it's not like he's like. The like I know it's just the name, but you can't just name him after that and then be like, he's just a celestial like. And like I know the excuse, it's like he's not named Loki. That's just like the alias he took while he was (laughs) training his previous. Yeah, but like, but yeah, (laughs) fully just shouldn't give a character that name in an anime centered around magic. A little pervert, (laughs) exactly. And just make him a stupid. Yeah, like just gross. Also, also <laughs> just in terms of like, and the celestial spirit designs are kind of hit or miss in general. Mm-hmm. But like to make He's the Leo one just some little blonde kid with glasses in a suit, <laughs> fucked up. Like, come on. <laughs> like at least, at least make him a cat boy. Like, <laughs> like cancer is fun. I like cancer's design. Cancer's is really fun. Um. Like, the brief glimpses we've gotten of, like, Aquarius, I'm mm. obsessed with. <laughs> kind like of it's a full, It's, exa- it's like, contract. full fan service, but it's <laughs> at least full fan service in the Tsunade way, where it's, like, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't got to them yet, but I will say I hate the Gemini for this show. They're just little fucking boogers. Fair enough. Um, I love the clock, because where'd that come from? Yeah, well, he's not one of the Zodiac. Well, I know, but it's still funny. Like, I love Elogio. It's just a little British guy. She's like, she's like, I have uh, the Zodiac constellations and also uh, Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I have Cogsworth and this little snowman creature. <laughs> he's essentially Extremely a dog. Funny. <laughs> so we have this little Loki arc, um, it which was is nice, again wanted but... to touch on just because it's almost really good but isn't yeah exactly like doesn't do anything um, um means then nothing. we get the whole tower of heaven arc with jalal which like well it's just full it's the, like almost the entire fucking second half it's most of the second half of the season nothing and <laughs> that being said i have literally nothing to say about it which is probably actually from what i've actually talked about the biggest condemnment of this show is that like this is the majority this is the longest arc of this whole season Mm -hmm. I literally have nothing to say about it like at all 
Like <laughs> this is the fault of this arc is I thought the mo- I thought the entire second half of the season was the Loxus arc, which is about six which episodes is max. Exactly. <laughs> because it's such a superior arc. The Tower and of Heaven. And it shouldn't be like... when Jalal's arc is literally involves the actual Urza's... devil. Yeah. It involves And the Urza's devil. backstory. It's who... Urza's backstory. <laughs> who if you remember from when we first talked about, like, when we talked about the first half of this season, like, Urza was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. We got her backstory here, and I have nothing to say about it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just fully, it's, it's just not good. Her backstory is essentially the entire, like, world building for Magi. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's not like, good. Nothing to say. That's the worst part. Um, and also. Actually, the worst part isn't that it's not good. It's that it's actively, like, this whole arc actively was boring. And her backstory is unrelated. Like, the only relation. Unrelated. We got it in here. But, like, didn't her her backstory was, like, Jalal's here. And it's like, we didn't need several episodes going into how she was a child slave and systematically abused and she has a false eye and all this shit. No. To see this fucker try to summon Zareph, which is essentially Magic World Satan. <laughs> and not even essentially, like, literally is. Like, one of the episodes was literally called The Advent of Satan. Well, The Advent of Satan was for Mira. <laughs> Mira Jane. Oh, yeah. That was like, oh my god. See, this is what I... Literally unrelated! Nightmare. <laughs> because Mira Jane is Na- Mir Jane's uh, transformation is named no, y- you're correct. <laughs> Lady Satan. It's Satan's soul. Um, yeah, <laughs> like she's literally canonically in some level Satan. <laughs> That's fine. Good for her, literally. Yes, she deserves it. But um, just the fact essentially <laughs> it's gay. the fact that the longest arc of this season I have nothing to say, not even nothing to say about just like actively boring, which I think as a shonen anime is the biggest crime you can commit. And it's just so because it's a tower arc where they're fighting through like the different and it's just mm-hmm. the way that they pace the fight scenes for this show makes it unbearable. It was fine it's when not... I was 14. <laughs> like, but, like I was just fully unable to like internalize anything that happened during no. this arc. Um Again, like because again, but, I I have just, watched a lot of bad media. That's like ninety percent of this podcast. <laughs> we did watch the man who killed Hitler and the, the Bigfoot. But genuinely, I would rather watch something that's bad but very entertaining than like mm-hmm. this arc was genuinely just kind of boring. Like it's awful. It was because so of the pacing and everything. And I do, I just genuinely am like. I think I have learned, and it's definitely partly, like, I do have ADHD and stuff, but it's like, I think being boring is the ultimate crime mm-hmm. for a bad show. Yeah, um, <laughs> especially a fucking shonen, because the least you could do is give us interesting fights, and instead we get some heavy metal dude and a guy who makes Natsu locked in a, a cat head. Yeah. It's but... Just... <laughs> it literally... 
like not much to say there, but don't care about of, the Magic Council. <laughs> speaking of uh, interesting fights, this is immediately followed by uh, the Loxus arc. Literally the best arc of like it's one of the top arcs in the section it's, of fairy tale yeah. that I've seen, and it's fully like um, five again, episodes. Again, second only to Grand Magic Games, <laughs> which is like Kana gets one of the legendary fairy tale powers. Good no, for exactly. her. Um, and then second is this one where they beat the shit out of Loxus, and they mm-hmm. don't even beat the shit out of Loxus. But. This was, as I said, like, I can't really, like, I will not be watching more fairy tale. I just cannot. <laughs> That's fair. I really but this was at least a it, good but... send off. I want, yeah. The, the locks <laughs> Good send off, so and then we get to the last episode, well, which I will briefly touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, but... um, fairy tale also has this issue of, like, they're like, well, this is the strongest yield ever, obviously. Um, and we have the strongest wizards ever, obviously. So, so we have yeah. to continuously have um, more of the strongest wizards ever. And Loxus yeah. is one of them. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Loxus, in like the shonen logic sense, has more reason to be than a lot of them. Yeah. So Loxus is the grandson of Master Makarov, the guildmaster. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Um, and I never have and never will be Team Loxus Redemption. I hate this man's guts for the shit. He, he almost kills his grandpa. And for what reason? Well, it could just be my... Um watching this with no nostalgia and anything and like not caring about a single character really mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like the literal reason is like he blames Makarov for basically and I, I'm not saying this is actually no. a good motive but I'm saying I <laughs> understand not. the redemption motive because he Makarov has basically cast far too large of a shadow on the rest of the family yeah which is again it's like he's a very flimsy motive, but a motive that mm-hmm. if I and had just... watched this at fourteen, I would have been like, yeah, invested in. See, and I'm we we kind of are just fully always going to be opposed on villains. Like, I'm never. I've, I've become appreciative of villains. I'm recognizing like what a good villain is. Mm-hmm. At 14, that would have not ca- mattered to me at all. I would have hated this fucker. I did hate this fucker yeah. with every fiber of my being. Um, and I'm like, how dare you <laughs> hurt these people? Uh- <laughs> no, yeah, and I, d- I did not like any of that, and I do think the motives are flimsy, but, like, I get it. He was the best villain we've seen because he was so believable and threatening like even if he wasn't like mm-hmm. the most powerful villain we've had again satan was here it was so personal <laughs> it was no, exactly. so personal so like it was the most well done i it's just i don't <laughs> like i understand um that the author wanted it this way and that's what we got but i just like personally if i were there i would never forgive loxus 
No, and I didn't know he was going to get a redemption. I was... He does, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can kind of... You can sort of tell he's going to get one, but I really liked... I really wish it had stayed with how this arc left it, mm-hmm. where... Because, obviously, spoiler alert, but, like, he tries to use the fairy law, and because he doesn't actually believe mm-hmm. that any of these people are his enemy, it doesn't... His plan doesn't work. And then he goes into exile, and I wish he had stayed there. Because I genuinely think that was a good move, and that would have been incredible character writing (laughs) for him to leave and have to, like, come to terms with these things and live with them for a much longer time than a shonen anime where they want him to have a redemption or going to life in a half. Yeah. Um. It was, like, one of the best, like, fully, like, not, again, one of my top, (laughs) my OTP for Fairy Tale while I was viewing it at 14 was Gajiel and Levy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She should not have forgiven him for crucifying her. (laughs) Absolutely not. No! (laughs) And the point where they are, like, canon having children um in the later in like the end of it it's like girl <laughs> that's not a let bygones kind of thing you know <laughs> apparently also, to her it is but like it shouldn't and, be like, in this little arc it's revealed Gajil is a double agent for someone fully I don't remember that ever being addressed ever again so... probably wasn't um <laughs> uh, but I also didn't remember the Tower of Heaven, so... <laughs> but, it, like... This arc, I thought, was very well done. There was still a lot of, like... A lot... Just in stupidity. The episodes, just like, worth skipping. Just so much. <laughs> exactly. Literally just watch the fight scenes. Um, but the big fight with Gajiel and Natsu versus Luxus was very good. Mm-hmm. Um... A little disappointed to learn of the undragon slaying of Luxus because, yes. like, that reveal during this fight was really cool. Yeah. Um. So, like, whatever it, like, literally whatever. I don't care. We are going to unpin some things now that we're here. Yeah. Um. First of all, again, I want to re-mention. Uh, Loxus is the leader of the Thun- Thunder Legion, which is like a team within the guild. It's him, um, Evergreen, kind of inconsequential, <laughs> I believe. Um, yeah, she doesn't really do much for the rest of the show. <laughs> um, Freed, uh, he does enchant like enchantments. He makes a lot of force heals or whatever. Also, kind mm. of inconsequential. Gets his ass beat by Mira. Best fight <laughs> of the, <laughs> the season inarguably because it's just fully like yeah um Mira mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful and we're just gonna shut up and let her be incredibly powerful yeah because she deserves it and it's like also she is incredibly kind and she <laughs> and like we also <laughs> get like the little bits of like more of her and Elfman's backstory with Lasana, their youngest sister um <laughs> which is also very good <laughs> but like and then there's Bixlow which um, towards the tail end of my fairy tale viewing, I watched fairy tale as it was airing from when I was fourteen until I was seventeen. So, 
<laughs> we're going to ruminate on that for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, towards the tail end, I was like, mm, Bixlow kind of hot. So he is forever in my Kakashi category of like menagerie of just fucked up vile men that I have. Okay, but you are correct. Is the problem? Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, because I didn't remember his name, but his design mm-hmm. frightened my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, like four episodes of seeing it frightened mm-hmm. my brain. Literally, nothing else in the show sticks besides like. The just god awful way that it ended. Um, Kana getting the um, second like big fairy tale spell outside of fairy law mm-hmm. that we we're introduced to, and also just Big Slow in his entirety. A kiss of him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to unpin some things, Mistigan. Uh, he is related <laughs> to one of the things I've pinned. So it's revealed that he looks exactly like Jalal. That is because he is Jalal. He is, he yeah, is Jalal I... from an alternate timeline. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. From an alternate world. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> so that, uh, I believe it's season two, maybe it's season three. Um, we go into <laughs> the guild itself. Um, I forget how it happens, but they're put into an alternate world where um everything is reversed um notable features of that is bisca and alzac are canonically married in that world (laughs) (laughs) um urza and mira's personalities swapped uh also mira is a lot more aggressive than urza's ever been um gray is constantly wearing several layers of winter coats Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um Mistigan is from there. He's that version's Jalal, um, but he didn't become evil. And also, um, that is where Lasana is. That version, that world's Lasana actually died, and when Elfman thought he killed his little sister, he accidentally knocked her into that world. That's and she's fine. been living there ever since, and then they get her back. <laughs> That's fine. Yep. <laughs> um, and um... Then, <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about that. It's kind of not at all related. Oh, that's just the mystery of Mistigan. He is. Yeah, I don't Joel. have much to say there. Um, I'm stuck on the knowledge of needing to, like, obviously, Biska and Alzac are, like, actually, like, ship, like, mm-hmm. canon, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Um, But also, is this ship named Balzac? I don't know. Because it should be. Because um, I don't think people really care. Because I think it's funny. But. Um... But it's absolutely insane, and it's canon now. But uh, so this arc wraps up pretty well. Oh, we didn't get to the dragon slayer thing. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's so we have Natsu and Gajiel fighting him, breaking out their big dragon slayer moves, um, and then Loxus is like, "Well, that won't work on me because," and then they're like, "Oh my God, Loxus is a dragon slayer." Yeah, and the thing with that is, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> it, it will be retconned later. It hasn't no. been yet, but um, it's not retconned. He actually does have these powers. He does have dragon slayer magic. He's not a dragon slayer because dragon slayers learn their magic from dragons, and Loxus just found a way to make incredibly strong lightning magic. Very on funny. the level of dragon slayers, so he is 
there are a lot of false dragon slayers as well that are not actual dragon slayers because they were never taught dragon magic, which is Extremely what Extremely funny dra- concept. <laughs> so um, that's what Loxus is. He kind of fucked off for a little bit. He learned um, something akin to dragon magic for lightning. And now he's kind of maybe a dragon slayer, but he's not. Okay, sure. It makes a little sense. Um, but again, that's one of those things where it's like they introduced, you can tell he introduced Although, it. He's like, this is so cool. And then he's like, um, actually, that makes no sense. So he Although had to, like, I would actually almost make the argument that like Loxus in that sense would be more of a dragon slayer since like yeah. <laughs> Natsu and Gajil did not kill dragons and Loxus probably would. Um, that's another thing. He probably would, but he is also not a dragon slayer in that sense because there are no dragons in that realm anymore, so he cannot kill a dragon. <laughs> that's fine, but I'm still like. But yeah, <laughs> the fact that dragon slayer magic is inherent to dragons is wild. Like, why do they need that? Doesn't make sense at all. But um, that's the canon. But <laughs> that reveal was very very cool. Um, then we have the whole thing. Where Loxus tries to use fairy law. Well, does mm-hmm. use it. Yeah, he does. It just doesn't work because in his heart they are not his enemies, which I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um it's a very it is shonen. definitely setting up for a redemption that I didn't need. Mm-mm. But I thought the end of this season handled well where it was like in his heart, they were not his enemies. He still planned on doing this, and he is still being exiled for now. Yes. That I really liked. Um, but I do have to talk about, like, we got some of that in the last episode, but also a good majority of the last episode was just, like, this insane Harvest Festival celebration. Yeah. <laughs> which was just, like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else to say there. It was just a weird, weird note to end the season on. Fairy tale, again, it's just, I loved it so much because it was this big world that constantly were giving glimpses of like phenomenal world building. Um, And then we just saw opportunities where we almost accidentally saw Grace's 17 year old penis. Yep. Um,. I just, I don't know what to do (laughs) about, like, it shaped quite a bit of me. Um, There's, you know what, there's probably a lot less you could blame of my personality on this than you can on Fullmetal Alchemist. I'm, you know what, we'll backtrack (laughs) a lot Okay, to be fair. (laughs) It's Fullmetal Alchemist. We've already discussed, like, for personal, like... Mostly phobia reasons I cannot watch Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. But I can recognize that's fine because that's actually good. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Without even like watching it, like I know Full Metal Alchemist is good. Uh, Fairy Tale isn't. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. I'm like obviously extremely biased, but I'm like Naruto mostly is. Yeah, and I will say... There's a lot of, like, mess with Naruto, but, like, at its core, Naruto is good. See, and the thing is... And I is, will stand by that. I want <laughs> but... to compare Fairy Tale not to Naruto, but to Shippuden, because the ages are so much closer. 
And still... No, that's fair. <laughs> and Shippuden is significantly better than the original like, Naruto fairy series. Tale, which... obviously is instead stealing a lot from One Piece. <laughs> and like maybe a See, little and, bit from Yeah, Beach. and I can't comment on that at all, so... Um, but like, again, One Piece for how juvenile a lot of One Piece can get, it does the concept of the devil fruit a lot better than Fairytale does the dragon slayers. Mm-hmm. And the fights in One Piece are given the opportunity to exist without commentary. So, I'm going to ask, because I'm just mm-hmm. not in the knowledge of these things, are One Piece and Fairytale the same like creator? No. Okay. Because Mm-mm. they have a shared wiki, apparently. Yeah. That some people made. So I wasn't sure if that was just because the art styles are extremely similar. Um I Yeah, think. in the beginning very. Uh One Piece gets a little like incredibly worse with how it depicts um uh, women. <laughs> but uh-huh. Yeah. Um no. I believe Mashima took a lot of inspiration from One Piece. Um, and this gotcha. is coming from someone who watched One Piece after they watched Fairy Tale. Um, so. <laughs> is that, no, that's fair. I have. I don't think I really have any more to say about this. No. I'm um, just proud we got to our cutting point. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I do think, like, I. Unfortunately, it is just like I can't go further no. than this. There um, is no way we can recommend this in good faith, considering it took two episodes to get through the first season. And no, I, I like I said, I will say like it. The season ended on yeah, mo- mostly a high point. The last episode was weird. Mm-hmm. I just they were wrapping up the Loxus arc and also trying to have a whole weird festival for no reason yeah um, um which just... like whatever <laughs> the loxus arc was so good and but the loxus arc i i liked and the fight was very I was very so good excited for it it didn't fully let down um i was just expecting it to be a lot longer because i totally forgot about heaven's gate uh mm-hmm. or not heaven's gate <laughs> the tower of heaven no the tower yeah um Heaven's Gate is a fully different. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna get into that. That's not our um, podcast. Um, but... <laughs> no, but but just <sighs> look at some pictures of Juvia. Appreciate her, um, like I never did. As extremely a <laughs> good aesthetic, just that Russian look. Mm-hmm. There are so the many others that are so good, and like a lot of Urza's like requips, very good as well. Yeah. Some of them questionable. Um, no, again, like Urza, phenomenal just character. Will not get a good storyline here, but no. like, but I do really like like she is probably still my favorite character coming out of. That's I think the this. biggest crime that this show commits is the female characters are genuinely very good and so interesting. Yeah, but they're written by a pervert. No, exactly. Genuinely. In better hands, Lucy absolutely would have been my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm just having trouble thinking of any female character there were introduced to where it's like I don't like her. 
Maybe like no, the, exactly. The I don't schoolers. dislike any of them, and Urza is like actively my favorite still. Like I really liked her when I first watched it, but I've really latched on to Kana now, and I <laughs> like I still love Lovey. I was like expecting to not like Lovey as much as I did, but like anytime she was on screen, I genuinely I felt so much like joy in my mm-hmm. heart like like how I feel for Nishinoya like these are my children I'm so proud of them uh, <laughs> it's essentially my two ADHD children <laughs> but with like like the way it presents incredibly gendered mm-hmm. um, but like I, I genuinely loved them um, my opinion yeah. of Gaggio went down quite a bit but it's like I was not looking at him through the shipping lens anymore i was like do you kind of suck real bad <laughs> like yeah. you're kind of terrible as a person uh <laughs> yeah i did i did not enjoy gajiel um, no <laughs> also like i was trying at, so desperately. if if i had watched this like at the age you started watching this i would not have been immune to gajiel or loxus <laughs> it was for very both of easy. those reasons very glad to be watching this now <laughs> it was very easy to be immune to Loxus um, I hated him with every fiber of my being like, See, and be- unfortunately <laughs> I was at my like if I had watched this at 14 at the peak of my like Sasuke sympathy and I would have fallen mm-hmm. for every piece of that mm-hmm. yeah um, unfortunate but i know who i was (laughs) it's literally like i have nothing to really like say in the way of like your your kiba obsession um (laughs) well that's always been there and will never change like yeah but like i was never like i was so deeply closeted i didn't recognize that i probably had a crush on levy um no and i i definitely didn't know at the time oh yeah like kiba's always been my favorite character Ish. Mm-hmm. Like, ish. Like, Naruto is definitely my favorite character. <laughs> well, Naruto's a kid. It's looking in a mirror for Naruto. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, but, uh, like, but the Kiba one is definitely a realization. Like, now rewatching, where I was like, mm-hmm. that was unfortunately formative where I was at mm-hmm. at that point. <laughs> I definitely, like, at a point, thought Grey was hot. There is something, there is everything to say about his personality where it's like, I didn't latch onto that character because he fucking sucked. It was just a dark-haired anime boy that got naked. <laughs> and yeah, I was 14. Which is, like, nobody's <laughs> immune to at that age. But, like, and then I just have my mainstay of when I was 17, like, I might be in love with Big Slow. And, like, yeah. You were. I was. <laughs> and he's he's 22. It's appropriate. It wasn't appropriate for 17-year-old me. No, and it's like <laughs> like with That's Naruto, I, I have discovered <laughs> the Yamato of it all. Yeah. Watching Shippuden now, but like mm-hmm. we are both watching Shippuden with like new eyes. <laughs> like I did, I have These not really the only seen Shippuden as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Just the fact of the age of most of the fairy tale characters has thankfully made me immune to like yeah. all of them. That's how <laughs> I like. I know I mentioned um in our first Naruto episode that like if I watched Naruto at the point where I was watching a lot of anime like this, I would have been in love with Sasuke. No, you no, know what? Exactly. Rewind. 
um, up until the point where he became kind of evil, then I would have immediately pivoted to Shikamaru. Exactly. And that is because, folks... In with fairy tale, that's (laughs) unfortunately... recognizes Kin. Like, unfortunately, I know... If I had watched fairy tale at the age I watched Naruto, like would not have been immune to Gaji or Loxus at all. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I am a uh, twenty-four now and one hundred percent immune to both of them. <laughs> I like. I really. I was hoping in this rewatch. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna get excited when Bixlow comes on screen, and it happened. So he's no, I, I, I'm not immune to Bixlow. <laughs> he's my stupid little mainstay with his like totem pole bongo drum boys. It like weird totem pole bongo boys, um, like weird voodoo tall possession magic. Uh, looks like a medieval knight mm-hmm. <laughs> with a mohawk. Yeah, like sure. Mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. bite. <laughs> Why not? (laughs) And I also, I did, like, I am very appreciative of the fact that on this rewatch, I got to admit that Freed was pretty. I hated Freed because of how (laughs) incredibly, like, queer-coded he is. I was like, he's weird. I don't like him. Um, He's just a very pretty man who's in love with (laughs) Freed's design is very good. Mm -hmm. Um does not have any effect on me in the no, way, like, but I was like, oh my god, Big Flow's evil design does. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, Freed, like, I see you. You were you're getting up every morning, you were um meticulously styling this hair for your little lightning bolts to hopefully get Loxus's attention. I see that. I, ap- I appreciate the effort you put into this. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> 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 this way longer than I expected us to be able to talk about this, but I guess like a lot did happen. Yeah, this ended up going on significantly longer than I expected. Very uh, pleased. And I'm not mad about that, yeah. No. We got we got through it. That's the last of fairy tale. I'm not saying anything else about it, um, because I don't want to. No, it was... I can't. <laughs> Maybe um, if it, we're up to it, I might try to find out uh, what specific episodes of the Grand Magic Games arc, and maybe I'll make you watch it. But like again, <laughs> nothing potentially. Else is we'll, we'll 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 look into that in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't want to see the between, and I don't want to see the after, <laughs> especially when the dragons come and there's that dragon with the magic that just makes girls naked. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! That's the point that I stopped. Like that exact moment. When that yeah. happened in the show, I was like, you know what? I uh, am 17 and a feminist now. Um, no, I'm yeah. going to stop. Awful. <laughs> well, it's um, not like I wasn't a feminist before, but it's like, I am indignant about it now. <laughs> so, potentially magic games, we shall see. I will not make any promises. Um, no. <laughs> obviously... Naruto's going to be returning weird. I've very deep. <laughs> I in have this. Paul Tegan in now. Um <laughs> We have Akatsuki OCs. Um Yeah, are... <laughs> for the for the worst of both of us, we are both involved in that franchise now. So 
Um, I have, I have been like figurine on my desk at work. There's this I, like, part of me, <laughs> like fully not planned out at this point at all, but just on the back burner. Like have been watching a little more anime lately and stuff. So like there may be mm-hmm. more ahead. Yeah. I just don't want to say any specifics or like because we don't have any specifics at no, this point. And um, our but... independent watches are a lot different. Like I've just breezed through all of Darker Than Black. I'm not going to make you watch Darker Than Black. Yeah, and independently, anime wise, I am just watching Sailor Moon. Like... Yeah, and I just I. <laughs> Which you can cannot. It's so much, <laughs> y'all. There's so it, much it to is. it. <laughs> I can't do another one. Not now. No, exactly. I am not. That was not a suggestion. That is just fully like. I like I, to experience. I don't, yeah, like, but do like to experience gender envy. And like, <laughs> same in the way that I watched all of Doro Hidoro, and I'm not going to make you watch Doro Hidoro just because I'm maybe kidding Shin. <laughs> so. Like, it's fine. Um, Shin and Nikaido. They're both. I. Again, I am going to say this one not like seriously or getting any hopes up. There have been minor discussions of like anime month maybe too. watching Bleach or something insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which would be fun. Again, <laughs> minor discussions. We'll see. Um, for the meantime, I'm oh. just going to put the like coming up before the Twitter stuff this time. Yeah, that's well. I'm already talking about it. So, um, join us for our next episode. We will be talking about Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Genuinely, so excited. Um, I've been very, very excited to view that. Don't know what that episode's going to be like, but I'm very excited. It'll, it won't Um, be like this. (laughs) And then after that, it will be December, so you can expect some just like absolutely stupid Christmas movies. Some Ms. Hudgens. (laughs) Yes, we will be starting. I am fine with saying that now. We will be starting with some more of the Vanessa Hudgens extended Christmas universe. The switching. The switching. <laughs> the switching in the switching three. Um, you but... can um, get alerts to when those episodes go live and any other episodes uh, as close to Friday as we can manage. When we tweet out uh, at Dumb Binge Binge, uh, every time an episode goes live, it gets tweeted, except for the the one time that it didn't. I'm sorry, I was at work. It happens. Um, <laughs> I published the episode, and then I had to get yelled at by someone for 20 minutes because they had to pee very bad. So, <laughs> so we tweet everything there. Um, if you have any suggestions, comments, feedback, etc., the Twitter is also the place for those. Keep things. it to yourself. <laughs> Well, if you're if you're Deacon's sister, keep it to yourself. They're <laughs> yeah. never good. Sorry, girly. <laughs> girly, we won't be watching the Percy Jackson movies, no matter how many times that's, you suggest. <laughs> that is literally as many times. Like we've only blatantly said like twice, but it is like the Percy Jackson movies are my like biggest mm-hmm. no. Like yeah. I literally can't watch them because that is a series that was extremely near and dear to my heart and And in the same level if you want us to watch the michael bay ninja turtles i have um a unanimous no on that that is my veto moral (laughs) objection 
He ruined my boys. Yeah, that's because Michael Bay is evil. It's because Michael Bay ruins people's boys. <laughs> exactly. Um, but join us for some very fun movies coming up. Um, very excited. <laughs> we have a lot coming up that I'm excited for. Um, other than that, I'll very briefly plug our Patreon, Dumb Binge Binging. Um, still reworking that. I still need to post the stuff that I've been promising. <laughs> um, but once it is there, you will be able to send us money that will give you more say in what we talk about potentially it'll also give you access to live streams with us watching movies yes um, <laughs> or voyager <laughs> which will be or voyager we do that a lot so it would be a very <laughs> easy one um and then it would also the money that you give us would give us access to better audio equipment which is only going to help you guys greatly needed <laughs> very greatly needed um all of that being said this has now gone on significantly longer than expected <laughs> so thank you for listening this has been dumb binge binging mm-hmm.